Rock, the musical, lands in Newcastle July 18th. Get ready to stick it to the man with the ultimate musical thrill ride based on the legendary film and with a rockin' new score from Andrew Lloyd Webber. School of Rock, the musical. Book now. Live at the Civic Theatre, Newcastle, 18th and the 20th of July. From what's on to what matters, it's Tracy Mack on Newcastle in the Morning, only on Newcastle Live. How would you feel if you had a young daughter, a 20 or a 25-year-old, who decided that she wanted to go into politics? You'd be encouraging her, wouldn't you? Well, at the moment, there's probably no way that you would recommend that your daughter goes into politics, especially when you can be branded a bimbo with no brains, a slut, and many other disgusting things that have been thrown at the... Well, the lady who is standing for the seat of Patterson, it is uh, the Liberal candidate. Good morning and welcome, Brooke Vittnell. Thank you. Thank you to you and and thank you for having me on. Look, my pleasure. And uh, this isn't the first time we've had this discussion with female politicians. I've had it with Jamie Abbott. I've had it previously with Karen Howard. I've had it with Meryl Swanson. I've had it with Kate Washington. It's not acceptable. Tell me what's happened in uh, in your situation. Absolutely, it's not acceptable. And thank you for saying that. What I've had happen here in the past, it's been over a number of weeks, but in the past two weeks and two days before early voting has been nothing short of disgraceful. I've had 500 of my signs and billboards shredded, taken down, and those that have been left have been defaced with defamatory and derogatory comments, words I can't even say on radio, Mm. and images that I can't even describe in case you have younger viewers there, genitalia, male and female, shocking words aimed at me and and discrediting me and my hard-working and ethic in the community has been resulted to vicious personal attacks Mm. about how I look, but also attempts at my character. But what is most disappointing, Tracy, is that I have had the Labor state and federal member have had members of their own political party commenting these things on social media in their comment threads on their pages that they moderate. And the Labor state and federal member in the area where I'm running did not take these down or moderate these for two months. They only took action and took them down once the Daily Telegraph contacted them about it. It's very easy to say sorry after the fact and once you've been caught out and you've let your Labor branch members discredit and attack a young woman who's put her hand up to represent her community. But I say the standard you walk past is the standard you accept, and it's just not good enough a day later to then quickly go and delete them all once they've been there for two months and then try and say that you don't, you don't condone it. That doesn't wash with me. And look, I can understand that. I can understand how you're feeling about that. Um, I do. Uh, I do know that uh, that both of those women have have apologised and uh, and are saying that this isn't acceptable. And uh, it's not. It doesn't matter which side of politics you're on. I know that the Conservatives are copying it. The other side are copying it. And it's just not. It's not fair, Brooke. It's we shouldn't be judged on what we look like. I mean, one of the comments that I just was stunned at that's on yours is, uh, "I won't vote for." vote for any major party but i'll follow your only friends account only fans really like that was disgusting and there was another one a man on the street said to me um show us your tits don't talk about your policies i am a young woman i'm a solicitor admitted to practice in our high court and our new south wales supreme court and i've previously helped shape 
policy for our nation. And I've put my hand up so I can do more of that for my community. To have somebody try to tell me to lift my shirt up and reveal myself in order to get a vote is absolutely disgusting. And we need more women Mm. to put their hands up. We need more young women. I'm 30. I'm not too young by any stretch, but we need younger women who want to fight for their communities. Our parliament needs to be representative of our community. And there are a hell of a lot of young women in their 30s and 40s that make up our population here. I want to see more of us. And this sort of behaviour is a disincentive to those women. I have had women the last two days that I've been standing on pre-polling who have told me, we, you are so brave. After what we have seen happen to you and we've driven past your billboards, no chance in hell would we ever consider doing this. I just said no chance. No, and that's the thing. It's men, isn't it? It's predominantly men who are doing it. And as you know, I'm a blonde. I'm not naturally blonde anymore because I am heading towards my 50s. You know, I'm, I'm a bottle blonde as well. How do yeah. they think it is acceptable in this day and age, or, or even acceptable at any time, to critique somebody based upon their looks, their age? We are trying to get more women into politics. We are trying to get more women to stand up and to, to be a voice for, for others, for, you know, not only for women, but for us all. There's no way, Brooke, that I would in any way, shape or form, encourage my 14-year-old to even look at going into politics until something significant changes. Absolutely. And that's the real shame. I will, I will say I have had some women discredit mm. my appearance as well, which is a shame. There, I have had a woman um, actually crit- criticise me on one of the Labor members' posts saying that I needed to get my roots done in my hair. That was why I made that comment about being a bottle blonde. I couldn't believe that people... I'm running in a federal election campaign. I don't have time to get to the hairdresser every six weeks right now to to do up my roots. I I do do colour my hair. Most women across our country will love going to the hairdresser to treat ourselves. How on earth can that be something that can be used to discredit somebody based on their their drive and their ambition for their community is absolutely beyond me. I agree with you. I, ju- I just don't understand it. And uh, in a previous life, I uh, I was um, the person who was moderating somebody else who was standing for uh, for federal politics. And just to see the vitriol that was thrown at this woman, she was an older woman, um, but the vitriol that was thrown at her from all sides of, of you know, the, the political persuasion, it wasn't one party or the other. It's just disgraceful. And how on earth, how do people think this is acceptable, Brooke? That's my, my big question. How do they think that it is acceptable? And I really congratulate the, the Daily Telegraph. That's the top question. Yeah. That's the top question, isn't it? Yeah. I, think that, I think across the board there is a great disrespect for, for politics in Australia. For example, you know, there is a disrespect for the office of Prime Minister. I remember even growing up, you know, as a younger woman, former prime ministers, there was an air of reverence around that. Mm. Labor, liberal, you know, somebody has that job and you respect them, they've been elected in by their country. I think that respect has diminished and that's a shame and it's across all political parties. And I think that there needs to be a level of respect back to politics because the people that put their hand up, for example, I've taken leave without pay for a number of months. You pay for your own signs with your own money, largely. This is this is a financial commitment as well as a time commitment, and you're putting yourself out there. And for people to disrespect that um, a, a, across all candidates and all political parties is really, really disgusting. These people are trying to shape their communities, and they're doing it for the love of their communities. They don't do it to put their name up in headlights.
Now, uh, you're sounding obviously very angry at the moment. You've got every right to. <laughs> I am. <laughs> How, um, yes. At times it must be hard. You must just sit there and go, what the hell am I doing? Why am I doing this? Why am I putting myself through this? There must be times where you just sit there and go, what on earth is happening? I'm a pretty resilient bugger. I think I've got that after my father. Uh, look, I, it, I double down. Mm. This happens to me and I double down. And you know why? Because it's a tight race in the seat where I am running. Every single vote counts at this election. And you know that the those opposite are doing this because you're being effective and you're a threat. That's why. So for those people that are listening that may be running or have another adversar you know, adversarial situation in their life, when the going gets tough, the tough gets going. They really do, don't they? Have you experienced any of this? Uh, I mean, obviously, you, you're a very well-known solicitor. You, uh, you know, you've gone through all of the education, everything that has to has to be done for, from that side. Have you ever experienced this in the law? I know that we speak with yes. uh, Lauren O'Brien, um, who does yes. Legally Blonde here with me, and she's experienced it. Have you experienced it in the law as well? I have. I have, actually. Um, I work in a, previously before running in a family-owned and operated law firm, and there have been time where people have made appointments to see me, and I've gone out to greet them, to take them in, to talk about the divorce or a will that they wanted drawn up. And they've said, are you the secretary? Where's the solicitor? And I've said, I am the solicitor. <laughs> You've already spoken to the secretary. So that, that sort of um, stigma and, and, and unconscious bias about young female professionals needs to be stamped out too. Obviously, my retinol cream is doing a good job because I'm, doing a, I'm great a lot job, older babe. than I obviously look. Yeah. <laughs> it's doing a great job. Look, I can remember as a 25-year-old, as a I, uh, I became the, uh, the boss of my own organisation. I went into a, a meeting with a very high-profile uh, uh, businessman at the time and, uh, you know, his reaction was, uh, well, you know, you're blonde, you've got a short skirt on, you've got to earn your stripes, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to talk to you yet. And I just sat there at the time and I did exactly what you, you did. You know, as a 25-year-old, I doubled down. I just went, you know what? No, I'm not going to accept this. I'm not going to, to cope with this. But we are obviously the type of people who can do that. What about those out there who really have their heart and soul into this? And this would just be, it would be soul-destroying. It, it would be. And I know women like that. As a solicitor, I've represented women that feel that they don't have a voice. And that's part of why, that's what encourages me to put my hand up to run for our federal parliament. I want to be a voice and I want to be a representative and I want to shine a light into these issues. And I feel like one of the only very young female candidates at this election, there are a lot of them, but in, in a conservative party as well, I can actually come out and speak to this and speak to it with some authority because it's very interesting for years previously, those, of, those opposite or those of the left of politics have always criticised the coalition for not having enough women mm. or not having enough young women. Well, guess what? We've got young female candidates, wonderful candidates, Nell McGill and Shortland, Sarah Richards and Macquarie, all lawyers, I might add, <laughs> um, are putting their hand up to represent their community and we're being discredited and smeared for it. And that's got to stop. So the other girls are copying it as well? Oh, but Nell, Nell McGill in Shortland's had a swastika mm. and some things emblazoned across her forehead. And Sarah Richards in Macquarie lost 400 signs overnight on Sunday night before early voting as well. It, it, it was an effort. It was a targeted campaign against marginal seats. What is the answer? I mean, take politics out of it. Um, what is the answer, Brooke? Is it that we need to educate better? Is that we need to make you know female politicians more the norm? What do we need to? Is it education of our boys? What on earth do we need to do to stop this happening? 
We need we need more women in Parliament. I think we need to educate people and, to, and certainly educate people in terms of respect for those that are putting their hands up to serve their community. Mm-hmm. There is a lack of respect there. You know, your your guess is as good as mine as to how we could change an entrenched cultural norm and that and that defacing billboards paid for by people to promote themselves in their community is okay. It's just, it's not acceptable. It, it is far not from. Acceptable. And look, congratulations for coming out and speaking about it. I know Erin Molan um, regularly is is such an advocate for uh, for some more laws yes, around this great. trolling. She is. She's fabulous. And she was her, really heavily subjected yeah. to it. She was. And her father, Senator Jim Molan, is my patron senator here in the seat of Patterson. Mm. He's been a fantastic support. I know he's very passionate about this because of what his own daughter has mm. been through. And he's my patron senator. Oh, that's wonderful. I'm pleased to know that you have that uh, that support behind you because it is bloody tough. And, you know, being told uh, being told that, you know, you're a bimbo with no brains and, you know, vote number one Botox, all that crap, it's just not acceptable. And I don't care what side of politics you come from. It needs to be called out and you need to be held accountable for these things. Absolutely. And, uh, it, it's got to change. Look, Brooke, thank you so much for your time. I'm sorry that we are talking on uh, on this occasion because it really shouldn't be happening. But uh, congratulations on coming out and just saying it's not good enough. No, thank you. Thank you for your time and thank you to you and your listeners. My pleasure. Thank you. I hope I hope it gets better for you. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye. That is Brooke Vitnall, who is uh, the Liberal candidate standing for the seat of Patterson. And uh, yes, as I said, I know that uh, both Kate Washington and Meryl Swanson are very against uh, this type of bullying, and it's just not acceptable. I don't care what side of politics you sit on. I don't care if you're Christina Keneally or if you're Brooke Vitnall. It is just not acceptable that uh, in a federal election, this is how we behave. Really? In 2020? This is how we're behaving. I just, I don't understand it. I don't understand why we think that we have the right to critique somebody on how they look, on their age. How dare we? How dare we go out? And just because you may not believe in their politics, you have no right to do that. Your right is when you go into that polling booth. That's when you have the right to have your say on what you do or don't think of this person. You don't have the right to troll them. It's just unbelievable. You're with Tracy Mack on Newcastle Live. Newcastle in the morning covers the big stories that matter the most to you. The local issues often neglected. Tracy Mack's plain talking, no nonsense approach will get your morning off right. Talking news, sport, entertainment, music, lifestyle and more. Joined by Michael Blacksland and covering what you need to know and even some of the stuff you didn't. It's Tracy Mack with Newcastle in the morning. Weekdays from 9 to midday, only on Newcastle Live.